And we're back for another episode of Meatball Thoughts. I am your host, Tomas Sebastian. And with me today, I have a very special guest. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> don't laugh. It's my time to laugh, Mel. Okay. Uh, Melissa Daniels. Correct? Correct. Last name, correct. Okay, correct. sweet. Uh, the the uh, uh, creator, proprietor, uh, sole owner um, of East End... Vintage, vintage and retro. Vintage and retro. <laughs> You're like, bitch, you fucked that up four episodes ago, and I'm not letting you do it again. East End Vintage and Retro. And full-time server. Full-time server, yeah. Well, I mean, we've all got we've got all got the double hustle. Um how are you? I'm good. How's life? I'm good. It's beautiful. I'm sitting outside. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe chat. you. <laughs> <laughs> We always chat, but, you know, recorded this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have to talk shit. We can talk whatever shit you want. Oh, let's go. Um, no, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, you're gracious enough to have me in your your home, your back patio with all the birds chirping and the construction sounds. I'm very, very excited. Fortunately enough, the fucking, because Graham, who we work with and who is on the podcast helped me set it up so that there's like filters on it. So that construction sound will be muddled. Okay. Which is kind of nice. Hopefully um, it stays quiet. Technology. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. It either. took us fucking an hour to get this thing fucking running because my computer's fucking retarded. But we did it. So, you did it. Yeah. I just kept restarting. Just, I don't know how it worked. Um, so tell me, I mean, you've been, you've been grinding in restaurants for fucking, 20 years 20 plus years like let's hmm i don't want to just like say what do you love about restaurants no that's a fucking well i took a, a few years off question. i did work in the did car you? industry oh, for yeah. a few years fucking hyper sales lady. i worked for honda as a business development center yeah so when you call somewhere and they say this is being recorded for teaching purposes yeah. i was the person that listen to those oh, phone calls for real and then i upgraded and i started working <laughs> at bentley and i worked at oh, 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 oh. i was a vp I was did a you ever get to drive any of them uh no because i don't have a license but oh. yes i was offered i was um did they even offer you and they're like just don't tell anybody no 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 they you're were, like no, no, no i don't want to touch it <laughs> we were allowed to take uh the range rovers or land rovers for weekends but i didn't have a license Shut the how did you not just get a license so you could do that <laughs> i bro? don't even know um so i worked as the assistant to the vp of sales for bentley canada rad so i um i was a person who ordered all their cars online from the uk Oh, shit. um and did like vehicle showings and events for like roles yeah um fuck that's cool it was it was a very was but, it is like i'm always curious and this conversation's come up with guests and matt uh many times but it's like what are the transferable skills from like restaurants i know you're used to dealing with like shitty customers you know there's albeit there's a fair share of great customers that are nice and appreciative of course of the experience or whatever restaurant you're in but like Dealing with just those dog shit fucking privileged cunts that are just out there in restaurants, just, I want this. They fucking snap their you know fingers, you just... that kind of shit. Like, how much of that transfers over to dealing with those kind of events, those car people? Because I imagine a bunch of those car people are the not nice customers that- You'd actually be surprised. Yeah? Um, 
dealt with obviously some very very wealthy people that owned yeah. more than one Bentley or yeah or a fleet a, of them a Bentley and a Rolls and an Aston and a Range Rover and I will say that the majority of the people that I dealt with the very wealthy were quite nice really they were very nice they they understand they res- I, I suppose they they know how to play the game as, they know how to play the game as and best as anybody they're actually very they respected the people that worked in hmm. the in the buildings um they never really the people i found like in restaurants that are rich but not as rich as those people are harder to deal with yeah uh it's like um a battle a struggle of wanting to be important whereas these rich people that own the bentleys they already they know who they are they they know what they are they're like i'm i'm caking i don't have to yeah i'm not here to impress i rolled up in sweatpants and i'm worth a hundred million dollars like you you tell me who's wrong there was a man (laughs) you you tell me what's wrong we almost kicked out one day because we thought he was homeless yeah and the brochures themselves for the vehicles run about 70 dollars each just for the brochure jesus so he wanted a few brochures i did it just to get him out and this guy in one week purchased both a bentley and an aston martin good douche and he was just like the most humble regular run-of-the-mill in like beat up jogging pants and sweatshirt and was just so kind wow holy fuck yeah you're like oh you're that rich you're so rich you don't care about fashion yeah because i find like when you see like like billionaires they're just like they're dressed in like jeans and a white t-shirt and you're just like oh okay cool it just doesn't mean anything to you like the 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 fit the flex the fucking the drip they have the money they know that they have the money they've worked hard to get their money whatever and job that by they whatever do. means they do yeah um and they just they don't care they're mm. still the same person kind like you can tell they're they're still the same person before they got that money as uh, they are when okay. they after they got it but people but like new money in restaurants especially when you're coming out like or when people go out it is it's kind of like it's an event right yeah even even when people come out for brunch at the bloody restaurant it's like it's it's an event. It's like a. It's a to do. It's it's like it's oh, I'm going out. I'm I and and I want to put on this little face. Whereas someone like that just knows who the fuck they are, and they're like, yeah, yeah thanks for my coffee. Like, yeah, sure, I'll come to your golf tournament, Melissa. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, whatever's clever. Glen yeah. Abbey. Yeah, just tell me the day. I'll be there. Yeah, badass. Yeah. Still have so, any of those contacts? No, oh. no, I don't. I talked to one girl that I used to work with from there, um, and that job lasted me probably just over a year so i was in the Mm. car industry for about two and a half years yeah and one day i went into work and i was in heels and a blazer and a dress and i said i can't sit behind this desk anymore i cannot sit at a desk anymore Mm. this is i know this is the adult move in life is to Mm. stay in a nine to five and stay in a company is the adult move or is it the that's what i thought at the the time air quote uh responsible fucking I thought it was a responsible adult move. Yeah. Um I finished my shift at five o'clock. I took the subway immediately back to the old pub that I worked at mm. and I said, Will you hire me back? And they were like, Yeah, in a minute, no problem. And I left the car industry and went back to my little mm. pub that sold chicken fingers and chicken wings and yeah. pints of bud and blue light and what's the pub? i was happy again it was the grover it was there for years and oh, years for real i never so went i, worked, I never went i heard i, heard I worked there the for maybe like seven years yeah 
And then I transitioned to beer market and I was there for eight years. Then I went into casual fine dining and, and then more fine dining. And now I'm here selling bacon and eggs and mimosas and <laughs> coffees and chicken and dumplings. And hustling like a motherfucker. It I is mean, a beast. It is a hustle. Yeah. Um. Wow, bro. I've done it all. <laughs> but like, how do you? Okay, so literally, while I'm sitting in front of you, you have like fucking retro shades on, which like we're recording with a video, but you don't want it to be no. posted, and that's <laughs> totally fair. I'm just it's more for my tinkering. But um, it's uh, you have these fucking rep retro Pepsi fucking shades on, kind of like aviators, but look cooler. And I know, like, for everybody who's listening, like, I've we've shouted you out. I've bought fucking a bunch of shit off you because yep. I love teacup or you gave me teacups. That was really, really nice of you. Um, and, and I've bought a bunch of other shit. Um, speaking of which I need that basket, but it's yours. It's sitting on the <laughs> I shelf forgot, I forgot to, to bring take. 25 bucks, but I'll bring it to you on, uh, no, on, there's no rush. on Wednesday or Thursday or something. Um, but like, how do you, how do you, cause so I imagine like when I'm hearing you say like i just couldn't sit behind a fucking desk anymore so there is a there is a physical nature to the way your mind works where you're like i need to be moving i need to be touching i need to be feeling something that is tangible like the car was cool but you couldn't drive it because I you didn't have a license so it, it wasn't like a tangible thing it was a concept that you were selling somebody right or yes or, or that you were providing this this uh uh conduit to a concept um but like something like vintage stuff is like it's so fucking tangible because you're like, bitch, they're not making this anymore. Well, my mom was an antique dealer. Oh, shit. So you had. The so education. I started working at the Harborfront Antique Market on Sundays. Where are you from originally? From the beaches. Oh, shit. So I started That's working there. Cool. I was probably like eight, nine. Yeah. And I would get up Sunday mornings and work the markets with yeah. my mom and. Um, were you barking at people or were you just like, Oh, I was out there hustling deals and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and then my mom had a store, um, an antique store. And she also refurbished wedding dresses from like the thirties and forties. Mm. And so my love for collecting yeah. came from my parents, my parents, the house was always decked out in antiques and collectibles and retro. And my mom would redo the living room at least once a month. You'd come home and it would be like different color scheme. She's like, oh, I got a new couch. Like that's just the way. So for my love of like retro and yeah, has always been with me since I was a kid. Cool. So there's always that like changeover, but like, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause then that tees you up for like, well, restaurants are always changing. The menu's always changing. The people are always changing. The atmosphere is always, always I changing. I like talking to people. Yeah. And I know that's what one of the things about working behind a desk is, yeah, you're talking to people in the office, but it wasn't enough for me. Yeah. I like talking to people. I like hospitality. I like hosting people. Yeah. Well, I mean, just literally walking in your space, I'm like, oh my god, this is like the <laughs> sickest fucking. Not for like, not for like a party, like a rager, but like just for hosting somebody, yeah. like, 
or hosting like, you know, 10 or 15 people or some shit like that, not to throw a rager, but just to like, hey, let's have a barbecue, like hang out, let's smoke some joints and fucking eat some food. Like this is a perfect kind of environment. Oh, that's interesting. Ah, cool. It is. And this is I not not that I didn't think this conversation would be uh more illuminating as to who you are. That's pretty after, much the intended purpose. After losing but, my parents young, I started yeah. working. I didn't really I mean, I guess I could have gone to school, but I, I didn't go to school. I had other things that I needed to take care of in my life mm-hmm. and I got a job at a little restaurant. It was the first place that would hire me without experience. And then, like that was it for me. I was done. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm in, I'm in the restaurants for now. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. not leaving them, and mm. I haven't left them, and I don't think I ever will. I think I'll always work with food, beverage, hospitality, whether it be the same position or not. I will always be in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting? Like, when you come across people like yourself, like I think, as as much as people like the idea of everything you're saying there it takes a very special person to be that person like i think and and that's not to say that like there's not lots of people like you or i like i've i've always said for myself anyway like i'm you know 10 years younger than you or whatever i've been in the industry you know five or six years less but um i guess probably 10 years less stupid um but like, I think it takes a certain mind to just to know that that you're going to be around this energy for a long time, mm-hmm. and whether a long time is all of the time, like, or for myself, I'm like I'm trying to transition offline in the next five or six years. Yeah. If sooner would be lit, but <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. But there will always be food. And there will always be love in, like, I find, because I've had this conversation with people before, they're like, you know, what is food for you? I'm like, food is a transfer of love. Food is love to me. I believe that. Food is not, food isn't necessarily like, Matt and I had this conversation a few weeks ago, and it was like, he's like, you don't have to be creative. Like, create creativity is like, it was, it was actually really nice what he said. He was just like, creativity is cool, but like, there's something beautiful about perfecting the craft and food is a craft whether whether it's farming or it's fucking cooking an egg or it's fucking cooking a potato like can you do it the same every time and i think that mind and and that's why i say i think minds like like yours are are special because it's like there's no there's no way around it you're just like no, no no i'm here I'm here. I'm not going anywhere ever. Get used to it. And as much as you're saying that to the people that you're working with or working around or whatever it is, you're also saying it to yourself, I imagine, too, where you're just like, no, I know who the fuck I am. I like I like the industry. And, yeah. you know, have I ha- I have had I had a table that said, so, like, what are you going to actually do for a living? And it said, when, I, when I'm this? like. This was a few years ago in a fine okay. dining restaurant, and I said, you know, this is my life. And they're like, yeah, but, like, like go to school or something. Like, you have to do something else. You can't just do this. And I was like, well. Says who? Said, yeah, says who. This is what I've decided that works for me. Mm. 
And you know what? I can go on a vacation when I want. And I have flexibility of a schedule. And my partner is in this industry. And it's very hard. You'll never date. I find people in the industry, like, it's very hard. You can't date outside the industry. I find people don't understand. And if you do, that person has to have worked in the industry for a little bit to know that to you, understand. To know if they call you and say, I'm not getting out tonight. I've got to work, you know, for 14 hours or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. that they understand. Mm. Yeah, they need to understand the the dedication of heart I to what you're doing. I have fun in this doing. industry. I've met a really... I've met so many people. I have made so many good connections with people. I love it. My yeah. niece is starting to get into it. Oh, shit. Do I want her to stick with it? Does she want to cook? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not. Damn. Um, and like, I look at her, her as, you know, she's like, I look at her still as a little child. She's not. She's 20 years old now, 19 mm. years old, pardon me. And like, is this, is the industry something I want for her? I don't know if I do. Because I know that it's tiring. I know mm. that it it takes a strong person. And the next generation is not that. It's it's a different generation. It's lesser. It's, <laughs> we'll I, I, say I, I shouldn't say they're lesser, but uh, <laughs> they, they they see the world differently. Yes. Um, and I I mean not not that I'm like fucking you know I I say that like I'm fucking sixty years old and I'm like oh well, kids these days it's like. I was raised in that beautiful little middle zone where there was yelling, screaming, and throwing of plates. Yep. And verbal abuse. Yep. No no physical. Eh, a little bit of physical. But the a, sexual a, comments. Sexual comments that I've made myself. I I've I've been that person, right? So I was raised there and then I'm also in the middle of like uh uh, uh somebody who works at the restaurant, I won't say his name. Um, uh, but we were talking about him earlier, love him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, his generation, which is like a little more woke and, um, you know, a, us, a little more delicate, uh, delicate's the wrong no, word, but like he's a little more delicate in that way where he's just like more thoughtful, maybe I more don't thoughtful. Think, is, I don't think delicate is the wrong word and I don't think there's anything wrong with the word delicate. Mm. I think that with... Even you being younger than me, I know that if we were a Sunday brunch mm. and I f- fuck up all the Shopify orders and I come <laughs> to you and you get mad or I get mad or we get mad at each other, I know that at exactly at four o'clock, yeah. that is done. Cool. Let's laugh. We are, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. take it to heart. It's when people try and be friends all day and you're like, no, 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 no. I try not to ever leave the restaurant with something heavy on my shoulders from the mm. day. I mean, obviously, it's going to happen once in a while. Yeah. I mean, that's inevitable. But I think I can leave, mm. and I've shut that part of it off, whereas I, I feel like the younger generation takes it more to heart, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. That's not a bad trait. It's just a different trait than what our generation is used to. And maybe they just need to learn how to... They they're learning different techniques to deal with that take then home we that they're were. doing. We I yeah. you know, I forty years old, you know, like it was, you know, suck it up and move on with your day. No, yeah. we don't talk about this. No, finish, there is no finish work. There is no therapy. Get, you get know? some fucking drinks and, and move on, do it all over and again. It, we're tomorrow. changing a little bit with with yeah. 
now as you know things change in the world mm -hmm. and i think it's something for the better and i think that growing up in the 80s you know you sat without seatbelts. your parents smoked in the house like there was yeah my dad my dad smoked in the fucking car he never smoked in the house in front of us like he'd smoke in the bathroom because there was, was a fan in there you know? but like, he'd smoke in the fucking car and and we'd ask him not to, and he'd be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, or you'd, they'd be like, okay, you're going outside, and you're staying outside for the whole entire day until the streetlights come on. Yeah. You're not coming home. Yeah, yeah. You know? Don't fucking bug me, man. Was, <laughs> you know, there yeah. it wasn't this so much, like, yes, you could talk to your parents, but there wasn't the, let's set, sit down and have our emotional talk for the week, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's just Tell a different generation. Tell me how generation. you're feeling. It's like... We don't take things to heart the same way. feelings in the 80s and 90s. There was no time for feelings, and you know? Maybe probably more so in the 80s because I grew up with like a hippie mom who was like, just just cry it out. And I'm like, and actually I'm very thankful that she taught me that because now I can cry at a commercial. There's no crying <laughs> in restaurants. No crying in restaurants. No, no. But that's, that's, that's an interesting thing too because it's like maybe there should be. Maybe there fucking should be, man. No, like, I don't mean, like, if it's an open kitchen and <laughs> and a server's in the middle of the fucking dining room crying, that's a fair fucking enough, problem. Fair enough. But, like, if it's a closed kitchen and you just need to go into the back room and just be like, fuck, and yep. just cry and just scream for, like, five seconds and just release something so that you can stop crying and you can go back to fucking work to crush the, re to the, the next out. three hours that you yep. just need to do so that... You can breathe afterwards and you can fucking go smoke a cigarette or fucking go meditate or whatever the fuck your shit is. Like, I did maybe, it on Thursday. maybe that should be a thing. I went into the walk-in and I took my mask off and I stood there for a few minutes on Thursday when we got very busy that mm. day. And I just took a deep breath and I was like, all right, dude, it's just bacon and eggs. No one hates you. There's nothing to be upset about. Just go. It's going to be like it's three more hours. Your, it's and we're all done. in your fucking head. Three hours and we're done, Melissa. You can do this. And I'm like, okay, I can look at it now because I, I've i looked at it as a three-hour period. You've I know that I can do that. You've like, yeah, you've, broken, you've, it you've down. broken it down. You've objectified it. And now you're just like, cool. Okay, put the mask Three hours on. of service. I've worked <laughs> fucking 20,000 20, hours of service <laughs> in my fucking life. What's three more I'm hours? I'm just going to walk out of this Nothing. fridge and be like, do you want white, rye, or malty with that? Yeah. And I just have to get it over and with. And that's it, right? I, I remember that day. I, I remember. It was intense. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to talk about the details, but like. All the services are intense, you know, though. You know I'm always here for a hug for you. <laughs> I know. I was just I like, know. and, and you, I brought you into the back room. And I was like, do you just, just hug me and just give it yep. a squeeze because then it releases a little physical yep. fucking. Um. And I just needed that two minutes, and yeah. I got the two minutes, and cool. maybe 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been over in two minutes. It may have dragged on with me, or I may have gone yeah, to the- Yeah, it would have lasted you the fucking whole service. Or I would have gone to the pub after, and I would have had, like, three Jamesons, and I would have, like, thought about it for hours. I, I, I mm. don't do that anymore. Mm. Now, you know, it's it took a lot of years, but now I know, you know, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to smoke a joint. Yeah. I'm going to pull out my clay. I'm going to do some sculpting or I'm going to read a book or whatever it is. And I have the whole night to myself. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Those, those techniques that we, that we end up developing, or at least I think it is just based on my own fucking mental. Even just before this, I was telling you, like I just had a low week last week. Yep. I ran fucking four days in a row. Normally I have a breakup with that. And you know, I get to see my girl, 
you know, uh, one more time during the week. And like, maybe I have a conversation with my mom or some shit. And it's like, I just didn't get that last week. And there was fucking, it builds, just fell fucking low, man. It just builds. And then it, when it starts to build, it starts to fester. And then Mm. you've got to be able to know how to shake that off or you don't. And it just keeps going and going and going. Mm. And we, you know, we all have our, our bad days or bad weeks and, but you seem to know now exactly what you need in your life to Mm. get over that week. And that's a big thing. That's a big recognition of like being able to recognize what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And in this industry, sometimes you don't do that because it's a constant go, 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 go. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think COVID was the massive thing for a lot of people, even just like having that, like, oh fuck, I didn't have to work for like a month or two or whatever, (laughs) whatever it was. Like I I didn't have to work for the first six weeks. My hands healed. They healed. were soft. They were soft. My I didn't have calluses. I, I didn't have. Carlos said the same thing. Like my hands weren't fucking stained from whatever turmeric or there fucking no chili powder I was using. Or... Yeah, dude. And it was just like, and then working two days a week was just like, oh, I can handle two Your days a week. That's breaking. a fucking joke, yeah. bro. I that was the funny you say that because literally my mom because the first like three weeks of the pandemic when everyone was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go away for two, three weeks. It'll all be fine. The good old I went weeks. up to Barry to fucking hang out with my mom for the two weeks. Cause she was like, just, just get out of the city. It's dangerous. I'm like, all right, but whatever. Nice break though. I go up there. And when I came back, my nails were like, they were shiny. They, they were, were strong. Nice. Oh, bro. Oh, they were strong. It was fucking It was sick. like, you just had a manicure. Oh, it was glorious. Yeah. It was glorious. I was like, oh my God, my feet don't hurt. My back doesn't hurt. My ankles don't hurt. Like, <laughs> is, this what, is this what people normally feel though? And I yeah. was like, is this like a normal reality for people? Yeah. You know, like they can- they, Must be nice. You know, I could <laughs> I could see my sister for a birthday. I, yeah. I've missed uh, every yeah. family function mm. for I don't know how many years. I mean- did you, did you ever have somebody back in the day tell you like, I know my first serious kitchen job in the city uh, was at Grace. Mm-hmm. Maybe you remember it. Yep. Now Dilo. Um, I worked for a man named Dustin Gallagher, uh, local celebrity chef Dustin Gallagher, fucking top chef Canada extraordinaire. Okay. Um, he, but he pulled me aside after like I think I was there for two or three months or something like that, and he could see that like I had a natural ability, but I was also like a scared little fuck up that that just like would fuck up the same shit all the time and just like. Clearly was operating out of a lot of fear, but he could see that I had like this natural ability. He's like, hey man. And I, I, I think I requested like a weekend off to go to my cousin's wedding. And I'm not like close with this cousin, but I got an invite and I was just like, oh, that's what you do. And I was 19 and, and he was just like, hey man, pulled me aside and was just like, hey man, you know, you're going to miss some shit. Mm-hmm. And my little brain was just like, Okay, cool. I'm, I'll miss all of it. I don't care. Because, like, I, I live in the, the all or nothing mentality, and to this day, still, like, with sobriety, it's all or nothing. Well, or with fucking running, it's like, I am or I'm not. Like, I need to know if today I'm running or if I'm fucking resting today I did or miss, whatever. I did miss stuff. But um, like, did you have somebody pull you aside originally and just, or where you, you could just see the writing on the wall that you're like, oh, this is going to take precedent over 
other little well, floofy family stuff. I lost my mom when I was 16 and my dad when I was 20. Fuck, I'm so sorry, the family functions, the family kind of fell apart after mm. that. So I was there for like cr- the Christmases and stuff that was important. Yeah. But we never recovered as a family. Mm. Um, we still aren't to this day, even as adults. Um, Fuck, and sorry. we've just, ex- we've, I've accepted that. Yeah. I am not here to push anybody into having a relationship. I know that what we went through was very, yeah. And none of us went to therapy, which we probably should have. Jesus. Savages. You're um, savages. <laughs> well, I mean, silly, that, I mean that in a nice way. <laughs> silly. I think, you know, I wish that we had, I wish even not, even if it wasn't for myself, I wish the kids had, mm. they were very young. Like my little what, sister was like the, six. How many of you are there? And There's what's, six of us, three girls and three boys. What's the age range? Uh, 40. Are you the oldest? No, I'm no. middle. Okay. 47, 48, uh, oh. down to 29. She'd be 29 20 now. 20 fucking years. Yeah. Or like in 18, 19 yeah. years. But wow. Fuck. So there was a three younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish they had for their mental health. I And I wish that as the older siblings, I had maybe enforced that a little bit more with them. Mm. But I was going through my own shit as well. I was going to say, it's hard to enforce something that you're not participating in. So, I mean, the family functions thing, um, I tried to be there. But I also didn't really want to be there. Yeah. So, yeah. that part of the restaurant, it was not a big deal for me. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll work it. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, so, there you was a little bit. You kind of picking your family your your family environment through the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. But I have a good relationship with my older sister mm. and now those family functions are very important to me. Okay, good. So That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck, man. A different life than than most yeah. people, but I mean and people always say it's the same question always, Tomas. How did you get through it? What did you do? Well, what are you going to do? You're, You're like, going I fucking to either... lived. I made money. I didn't go to fucking university. I mean, or either you can completely fail and become, you know, a fucking addict, fuck an up. addict, you know, whatever it yeah. is. But like that Street wasn't for me. Bitch. That wasn't for me. And I yeah. so you just you play the hand they say the same thing every time you play the hand that you're dealt mm. and either you try to bluff and win the the river whatever they call it in poker <laughs> um, you're like i'm not a gambler i'm not a gambler just with my own life that's all <laughs> yeah. and so that's what i did and i mean yeah and now here i am um well, and it's, at white lily and yeah. dude sick team so happy to be here <laughs> i literally told ben i was like you are stuck like you I'm not going anywhere. You're stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of gave me the look like, oh, fuck. And I was like, he's like, I know he in, likes in, me. In the, in the nice way. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we joke. Literally, the fucking, what, it's fine, cause not to fucking talk about the Nair too much, but like literally when you were going to get hired, uh-oh, someone's in trouble. Um, When you were going to get hired, uh, Ben was like, oh, you're going to like this chick. She's fucking out here. And like literally from the moment I met you, I was like, Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I had been to Mal's White Lily. Hustler. I spent my 40th birthday at White Lily. I went for brunch. Hey, nice. Uh, in November. And my sister was like, this is the place you need to work here. This is like, this oh, is yeah? you, Melissa. <laughs> in, in one room, yeah. this is exactly it's who you are. It's fucking six blocks from your house. <laughs> and then everything was changing. Uh, like COVID and it was it's kind of still, stuff was still up in the air a bit. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start looking on it Indeed. 
And I was not set up on Indeed, and I saw White Lily, and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to program resumes and <laughs> download it. And so I was, like, rushing because I wanted this job so bad. I got my resume uploaded. I went grocery shopping, and by the time I came home, Ashley had contacted me, and I was just like, yes, please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can do it. Please, yeah, I want to be part of the team. I'm, I'm fucking out here. But, uh, hmm. And I have to say this, it's probably one of the happiest... This right now is, for me, the past year has been like, I, I'm starting to f truly be happy now. <laughs> you rolled your eyes. Stop being in trouble, people. I'm I'm truly, I'm getting mm. happier and happier as I get older. I spent a lot of years after mm. my parents, very miserable, unhappy, drinking, partying, mm -hmm. in a really shitty, abusive relationship for many, many years. Mm. Um, And now... I found my life partner who is Yeah, Carlos is a fucking gem. Also, literally when you're I was like, What's what's your man's name? And he said Carlos and I was like, oh, Carlos. This is my father's name. <laughs> Carlos Alberto Calixto Pinto de Silva. Holy fuck. Yeah. So many last and then, names. And then, and then here's me and Melissa Heather Daniels, like as white yeah. as you can get. <laughs> she's she's a she's a hot one. Um No, and I think it's interesting. I'm first of all I'm sorry to hear about your folks. It's not easy. Um, I I I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. At least I know I know half of the amount of what of that course. feels like. Um, but I I never. It's funny because like literally when I met you, I didn't I couldn't put my finger on it. Couldn't I was just like I don't know why I love this woman. But then, and then you had told me that just kind of in passing or, um, or maybe we were having a more in-depth conversation. I, I don't really remember. Um, but I remember like, oh, that's it. That's it. Of like, and not, not to say that like, oh, I'm glad you lost your fucking parents. Of like, course not. But like, obviously that's fucking twisted. But, but there's like, something deeper about the, but this person's a, been through deeper stuff. Yeah. There's a connection there that like. I talked to some of my friends that have both their parents and they're in their fucking thirties or their forties. And I'm like, so lucky. Cool. I wouldn't, I, no, no, not lucky. Different. Okay. And, different. and, and, and it's not, and not to say like, or it's, I suppose that's, that's how I see it. I see it as different. And it's like, I love me now. Mm -hmm. I hated me in my twenties. I like I, I hated. I I hated myself up until I was thirty years old, and I met Carlos. Yeah, Carlos changed me. I was not a very nice person. <laughs> I was a shit disturber. Yeah. I was mouthy. Um, Carlos made me a very calm person, mm. and taught me like what love is. It's and okay to slow down. It's okay to be calm. It's okay. Yeah. You don't always have to be. You don't have to be tough every minute of the day yeah you you can be soft sometimes tears, tears are tough too bud yes. <laughs> tough tears yeah um no but i i think it's important i i think it's important not alone not not i don't think it's important to lose your parents obviously it's an inevitability for everyone i shouldn't say for everyone some parents lose their children right but i think it's important i think it's important for people to lose their parents whenever they need to yes and uh, and that sounds a little too fucking hippy dippy but it's like i know what you mean though i think 
I think if I don't lose, I'll speak for myself. If I don't lose my dad at fucking 22, uh, I mean, I almost lost him at 18. Um, but if I don't lose him at 22 or 17, 17, fucking time it's so when hard. i was 17 christmas day he went in for a fucking 20 hours or 14 hour heart surgery um we got five more years and that was lit yeah but like if i don't lose him at 22 i don't go down the road i've gone down i don't become the person who i am today I don't have the outlook on spirituality that I do. I don't, I might not, you know, do my mushroom ceremonies once a year. I might not be in the relationship I'm in now. I might, there's, there's all these what ifs, right? These what ifs that. What everything that, that could have been different. Yeah. And, and I think I love me. I do. I love me, me now, but like. I had to go through but... the shit. You, you, it's it's almost important to go through the shit early, so that the rest of your life you're like, bitch, I can deal with whatever you say I to me. I, I feel like I, <laughs> I think when when I lost my mom when I was 16, I think mm. like it was very fast. She went into the hospital within two weeks. She was gone. Mm. My dad died in our home, yeah, overnight, uh, in his sleep. Uh, but when I was like 16 and 20, I always felt like, especially when I went back to school after losing my mom, mm -hmm. just at that age, everybody stares at you, like literally physically stares at mm. you. Because they don't was, know what to say. No. And that was a really hard thing for me. I was like, I'd rather they just be like, hey, you want to go smoke a joint or hey. Speaking of smoking, let's smoke a dark yeah. <laughs> You know, or hey, like just hey, that's all I, but it was hard, you know, to feel like you're constantly walking around yeah. and people are just staring at you. That yeah. was a hard part for me. Yeah. Good. But it was my life and it, you know, if I hadn't have needed a job after losing my mom and starting in restaurants, I would have never worked at the beer market besides Scotland Yard and I would never have met Carlos. So, I mean... Mm. Good things happen out of bad situations. Yeah. And it's just, that's life, man. That's life. Yo, lemonade's lit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> life handed you a fucking three cases of fucking lemons, and you're like, I well, it's going to take me a while to get through them, but, like, eventually I'll the have fucking lemonade. The first half of my, my life, there was a 100% a bottle of Belvedere in that lemonade, but, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. And yeah, yeah. Dude, that was... My 20s were fucking bourbon. It was, God. mine was a pints of Strongbow, shots of JMO on the side. 50 in JMO was my, was my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you had a 50? Sorry, we don't have to talk about booze, but. <laughs> it's usually, if I'm going to have a beer, yeah. I know it's bad because I have like a PhD in beer, but it's always going to be a Miller High Life. Let's go. And You're I got white that, trash. You're I, so white trash. It's because. <laughs> They only serve that beer at 20 Victoria. So I started drinking one at the end of a patio shift. And I was like, oh, dude, this shit's delicious. And yeah. I have stuck with it it's because of them. so tasty and so white trash. Miller High Life. Holy fuck, dude. Yep. Oh, we the champagne of beers. Back, uh, back in the mud days, we had Schlitz. 
Oh, oh, so tastes so bad. Tastes so bad. I used to pound those 40s like they were like juice. I don't. Fucking Schlitz, Schlitz and fucking Jim Beam. That's what we drank for like what, a whole What are summer. the old English? Oh, oldies. Oh, I never, I never went down oh, that road. Oh, dude. Yeah, because it was $5. For like a liter, right? Oh God! And you would get tanked. <laughs> putting it down, you'd have to mix it with like slushy or some shit. It mm. was. It tasted so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So I'm curious though. What's your main collectible? Like I know shades are. I know. You, I know you have shades a fuck- are my personal. Shades are your personal, but like for, for sale, glassware for your for your East End vintage and retro glassware cocktails, co- like glassware. I love love glassware. Yeah, yeah. That's my passion. If I could have cupboards full of glassware, but you've I would. got your eyes out for more teacups for me, right? Of course. Yeah. I always look for <laughs> I love how the other day you fucking, you texted me a picture because I was like, hey, Mel, I need a, I need the inside line on shit before you fucking post it. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, But like. Glassware. Is, and- is there something that you found recently? Because like I'm always, I, I don't know. I don't really do my research on anything um, <laughs> um, outside of fucking mental health and food physical and food and stuff (laughs) like that but like i know what i like in a teacup or like visually where i'm like oh cool i I want that like at valley village or like i was sifting through my nana's stuff when she passed away um because my mom knows i like teacups too yeah and and stuff and she was like oh tomas would like this box like i'll and when they were sorting through their stuff I, i wasn't able to be there the day of they were fucking downsizing all of her shit but she was like i'll take this box yeah like my sons will like my brother too he likes he's not really he's not really about that fucking fine china life because he's got two kids now and he's like right now for me it's uh, i'm digging the 80s and 90s yeah i'm reliving my my youth except Um, actually appreciating it now (laughs) i'm really digging the 90s stuff right now yeah like what lamps and clocks and the glassware and just like super eclectic looking shit or like just like because you make the, the fucking dude you have to start selling those fucking pins i i like dead ass i i i know i know i just <laughs> they're so fucking cool like I'll, I'll take a picture of the ones that are on my my work hat and i'll attach it to the post but like the coolest fucking thing, like literally a fried egg with a sausage that has such beautiful detail <laughs> on it, or like a strip of. I think I have a bacon one, and a bacon. I gave Ben the the leg of lamb, bacon sausage that he told me I had overcooked, and I was like, dude, I didn't say I was. A He's like, your lamb is overcooked or your meat. I was like, I'm not a chef, okay? I'm just making clay pins here. Also, it's a fucking pin, dude. Do you want it or not? Like, shut your mouth, um, dude. It's like they're the most beautiful little pieces of art that I have I, a lot of fun doing them yeah like, I have a lot of fun doing them and now fucking, everybody in the kitchen has one yeah yeah except even, Jake doesn't wear his at work yeah no Jake's Jake's not expressive like that at work but um um dude I do the mushrooms as well rad. I sculpt the mushrooms I, yeah. I love doing that I don't know why I love mushrooms it's just something do you ever do mushrooms Ever have you? I have. Oh yeah, I have. I, <laughs> oh, I never. Yeah. You're like probably grew up in the fucking nineties. I never yeah. did enough to like hallucinate. I always oh, made okay. sure I just did enough. Just giggles. Just to laugh till like six in the morning, and I would always do the same way. I would crush them up on a pizza slice, and I would drink a chocolate milk with it. Nice. That was my thing. 
Um, yeah, that that was a, f- a fun drug. Like there, I I yeah. I don't have anything wrong with like the natural, like the weed or the mushrooms or yeah. There's just so much more shit out there in this industry, and I think maybe that's part of what makes me worry about my niece. I don't want mm. her to get wrapped up in the same shit because it happens Especially so fast. There's, like, there's newer shit out there now that you're like, well, she was telling me like when she was in high school they would have like those parties where they would like just take all their meds from their parents house and put them in a bowl and do them like she didn't what? do it she wasn't part of it but it was a thing that kids did in school holy shit and i'm like dude what? we were like getting drunk in the ravine and smoking weed yeah maybe getting into a fist fight here or there but that was like yeah the yeah, extent yeah, of, yeah yeah right there was no there holy was no shit. chemical stuff really can we pause for a second i really have to pee yeah sorry we'll come back to drug talk <laughs> Okay, and we're back from pee breaks. Oh, thank fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) It feels so much better. Okay, but wait. So, this is what kids do now? What? It's a lot different, I feel like. Fucking what? Like, when we were were young, we would have a house party, or we would... Or a field party, or a fucking... I I grew up in the country, so it was like... Field party. Someone had an older brother that would get a keg, and then you'd throw a field party, and everyone would just sleep in tents, or the backseat of their fucking car yeah if you could drive um i didn't have an allowance there wasn't a lot of money to go around yeah so that's why i would drink the old english and then <laughs> the girls that i would hang out with would drink like white wine and baby duck whatever that champagne that yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible right. shit but we would was there go vex? To the- was there vex when you were a kid those fucking no like things? i remember them like blue right yeah they were like blue and pink fucking cooler things um that's what i got on when i was like 16 because it tasted like pop once in a while, you get a bottle of like booze, yeah. but and then it was the ravine. We would go down to the ravine right by down by like in the beaches area there. Yep. Yeah, That's yeah. where we would. Nice. And then there's like that bridge. We would drink underneath the bridge. Oh, uh, well. yeah. Nice. Fuck. Smoke weed like at lunchtime, you know, yeah, just go yeah. back to school like. Blitz out of your mind, wearing oh. sunglasses, being like, they don't know my eyes. My are teacher all was like, just dry. put your head down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> at so, least, you're, at least you're not on. But some it's different. Shit. I think it's a lot different now. Like, yeah. I, I didn't see, you know, blow and stuff yeah. until I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like it's more normal now for people to see it at younger and younger ages. Yeah, it's not. It's they they look at it like a like a party drug, not yeah. not a fucking not a maintenance drug, which <laughs> yeah, which, which it was right like, yeah. you know you'd work. I've had those nights. You'd party all night long until six in the morning, and then you'd go and you'd work a double twelve hour shift on the patio, forty degrees. Like how did we do this? I don't know how I did it. And then I would go out again the next night, yeah. and like I did it for years. Like yeah. I like it's it, it's amazing what the body can dude we had so we had this um uh i've worked recently with like because now i'm part of that like older generation of cook that is now working with the newer generation that's fucking 18 19 17 at some spots like a couple years ago i was working with this 16 year old that was like um it would have been like three three and a half years ago i was working with a 16 year old that was like yeah, we just like take Zannies. That's and a big fucking, thing I and heard. And then stay yeah. up because if you push through the like sleepiness of it, it becomes hallucinogenic. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. You're pe- taking anti anxiety meds. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like pills are to um, party are the uh, is like more of the the norm. It's insane. Then it, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, there was no like when I was growing up, there there was no pills. Like there was nobody even talked about it. it was like mushrooms, weed, and dude, six years alcohol. ago, like I would say probably four or five years ago when I was partying, I had this one night where I was yeah you know, I have lost count of the number of sleepless nights I've yeah. done where I've gone from work partying and then just went back to back work. Back to work. Um, but like had this dealer who I was partying with all night and they was like, Hey man, like, do you want an Adderall so you can focus at work? I'm like, no, that's not good for me. I'm like, after I've fucking put an eight ball <laughs> up my fucking face. No, I'm like, like draw the line there. <laughs> it's like, or, or do you want a Zanny so that you can go to sleep? Yeah. And I was just like, no, that scares me too much. I'm like, <laughs> not thinking about what I literally what just done. put in my body yeah. for the last 12 hours. But like, I was like, it, it blew my mind when I found out that like, that kids are doing that. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Like now I definitely sound like the old guy where I was just like, I don't know, when I was 17, I like, I think I got drunk twice and like I was smoked telling, a fuck ton of pot. I was telling like, Jake maybe like uh, five years ago. I got, um, my beer spiked at a pub down the road from here. Yeah. And I got home and I sat outside on the back deck and I was like, something's wrong, something's wrong. I knew something weird had happened at the bar. I just knew the situation. I caught somebody filming me after I went out for a cigarette. And I was like, I think that guy's filming me. Didn't think anything of it, whatever, just brushed it off, came home. And I sat down in like one of those like Muskoka style chairs. Yeah. And I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. Like, I could not stand. I couldn't move. Jesus. And it just was, like, waves of, like, this feeling that kept coming over me. And I was, like, the next day, I I was out of commission for, like, four days. I still went to work the next day. Jesus. Um, But, like, I remember, like, saying to Carlos, like, I couldn't imagine why you would ever put that in your body. Like, dude, like, it was so intense that, like, I don't know how people would... Yeah, well, how people would do it, like, for fun. I was like, it was, like, were the worst you, were you tripping balls, or was it just your fucking, your body was just, like, immobile? Both. Both. Both, Both yeah. Sounds, sounds like someone fucking K'd you up. Yeah. And it was like, Jesus you know, I said fuck, I said to Jake man. at work, I was like, why would you want to do that to, like, an old lady and her husband? Like, and I'm like, but maybe that's the kick of it for somebody. I don't know. But I just remember being like, I don't know how, like, with all the alcohol and partying in my life that was that definitely like that chemical part of it was never something that I yeah you never sought out no yeah which is like I think that's more of like the younger generation kind of a thing is like that what what can you do chemically to your body fuck bro that's fucking scary man yeah and now I'm like now now my whole thing is like I take mushrooms once a year in large doses super excited just booked the the Airbnb up in up in Muskoka for the lady and I, we're actually gonna take the same dose this year, which is pretty sweet. I'm kind of excited about that. But uh, but like literally, I do it in like a ceremonial, like spiritual way. Yeah, but you also like you. That's to me even like the mushrooms are like it. Mush- mushroom is a natural thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's a fucking spore. Like well, and the other thing not, is the other thing is if you like for me, I would only take enough to giggle. If I wanted to take a little more, I could take a little more. Yeah. But like once you put something in your body like that, you can't take it out. You can't yeah. take less of it. You can't change the high of it. You're just stuck with it. Mm. And like that was never something that I ever sought out to feel like. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, just a different. Jesus Christ, dude. A different. Uh, kids are crazy. Different I love generation. We, earlier, we were just like, yeah, yeah, kids are soft. But like, <laughs> nah. Dude, they're harder than they're we were fucking, in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Just emotionally fucking vulnerable little flowers that take Xanax. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Bro, that's bananas. So then what? What's the what's the goal with uh, with the uh, vintage stuff? Is it like are you trying to like eventually have a shop? Uh, that or, would be the dream. Yeah. Right now I'm doing like just operating out of your house. Obviously. Roughly. Well, I just started. So for me, it feels like I've been doing this for a year, and I've like been really hard on myself. I'm like, I wish I had more followers. I wish I had more purchases. Yeah. And yeah. it's starting to ramp up a bit. And I went back and I scrolled through that Instagram page, and it was like. March 15th or something was my first post. Yeah, so it hasn't like been that long. Two, like fucking what, 10 weeks ago? And I'm like, it feels <laughs> like it's been a year already. So I'm like trying to learn to be a little more patient. Mm. Uh, my goal would be, I would still like to work in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, like you said. But I would like to, you know, maybe do three days a week yeah. and have enough to supplement the rest of the time through the shop. Yeah, yeah. I'll get there one day. You know, I'm not in a rush. I'm, yeah. At 40, I'm moving a little slower and I'm okay with that. But isn't it fun? That's the thing too. Like once you kind of make that shift, whereas like, you know, I used to, when I'd cycle, when mm -hmm. I, or when I, when I cycle, it's not, hasn't really gone away. But when I cycle, I've almost, I'm always like, get somewhere quick. Yeah. And that was like a big energy in my twenties. And now I'm just like transitioning, Enjoy the transitioning. Enjoy the way. Huh? Enjoy the scenery as you go. Yeah. And now it's like, I transitioned in my thirties and I'm like, let's run, let's like run distance. Mm -hmm. Like marathons ultra marathons i'm like yeah let's let's see if i can grind yeah because i know i can sprint but can i do the can, distance can i do the distance can i grind and and as you shift like just like you're saying it's like as you shift and you're just like yeah like i'm just fucking i'm gonna be doing this for a long fucking time yeah there's no you don't have to race to the finish line yeah. for everything some things okay great yeah. it doesn't have to be for everything if you didn't make it in your 20s or your 30s you can make it in your 40s or your 50s yep. or you make it in your 60s like who is it um uh do you ever listen to charles bradley no so soul singer uh, oh sorry yes away, yes i uh passed away like four or five years ago or something yep. like that. But like he didn't pop until he was in his late fifties. Yeah. You never like, know. Like he'd what been life making is... music for fucking, I think, you know, twenty years before that. Mm -hmm. But just didn't pop in a way where like and and I saw him I think I saw, I saw him live once. Uh this is back in the mud days. Ben Ben was like, hey, our fucking dry goods supplier, Aaron from Canway was like, hey, man, I got a couple extra tickets. Can you get the night off? And he's like, I can't. But he turned to me. I was working the grill at the time. And he's like, hey, man, it's slow. I can cut you. Do you want to go to Charles Bradley? Oh, so nice. And I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, because we yeah. played in the restaurant all the time. It was a barbecue restaurant, a lot yeah. of soul, a lot of Southern vibes. And, like, to see a 65-year-old man dry hump a stage <laughs> and just be the most passionate, soulful fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life up until that point was fucking wild. I've seen Lionel Richie, I think, maybe five times. <sighs> Every time he comes to Toronto, I go. And it's like, it's it's the long game, man. He's these, 60 these guys years old or whatever, and he they is understand jamming. the long game. Yeah. And 
I feel like I'm just starting to tap into that now, like just barely, just scratching the yeah. edge of the long game to the point where I'm like, I'm excited to like get older. Yep. Whereas like five years ago, I was like, uh, 30. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't take my first plane ride yeah. until I was 30 years old for my honeymoon. Whoa. Where'd you guys go? Greece. Badass. His, his brother lived in Greece. So he was the GM for Nobu Athens. So we went out Jesus there. Um, fanciest restaurant I have ever been in at that yeah. point. Um, that I was like shaking while trying to eat because I was so nervous. Eat it. Eat um, it right. Eat it right. Am I eating it right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing experience. You know what? It, so I didn't want to eat raw. I was like, no. So they made mm. me a separate menu that was cooked food. And then half, but, move, about a quarter through the meal, I tasted Carlos's and I looked at my brother-in-law. I said, is there any way we can change that menu and I can go back, I can do the raw now? And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. They're like, not a problem, Miss Melissa, of course. And they switched me over to sushi and sashimi and that was it. That was it for me. <laughs> I, I ate good food that day. Fucking A, dude. Mm -hmm. Really? You didn't eat? Whoa! I was scared uh, before I met Carlos. Bro. I didn't. I didn't eat. I was not adventurous. Yeah. Um. And he's Portuguese, so it's he's like he's Portuguese, so it was like fish and pig ears and hoofs or whatever the hell they're eating. <laughs> and Try to have a little more disdain on your face. By there, the bro. time, <laughs> by the time we went to Portugal on our second time, I was filleting sardines and fish myself like just, no one's business. I yeah. knew exactly. And Carlos just looked at me, and he was like, "Dude, you're." You, just filleted a sardine. Fell in love like, with you all over again. And I did it. And yeah. he changed food for me. Like, yeah. so. I feel like I'm doing that for my girl right now. She's like, because like we were, we were talking a little bit before off mic. And she's just like, yeah, we're going to this uh, pop-up thing. Shout out Prohibition Passive Club. By the time this airs, it'll have been done. But yeah. go check out uh, go check out Cody. I'm pretty sure he's going to be their new chef. Um, fairly positive. Um, but at uh, Ama, just making fucking fresh pasta, and fresh pasta is one of those things that, for me, is like it's a meditative process. Yep. Like I'm not nearly as good as he is with all the shapes and the fillings and all that stuff. But my first job in the city at Grace, yeah, I would make three different, at least, at least two upwards of five fresh Getting pastas a day. Getting your hands in there and just you zone out. With it's it. such a meditative fucking yep. state at times. Not when I was. 19 and panicking but like <laughs> yeah by the time i was like 20 21 and i was like confident that i could make a tag really well or a parpadelli really well mm -hmm. or uh got pretty fucking quick with rav raviolis uh or raviolos the big fucking yep. single pieces um i'm just like i'm opening her mind up to what that is because she's scottish so she's um you know, she's a, a, a meat and potatoes kind of kind of vibes. That was me. Right? That was me. And it's like fucking white people, man. White people are the worst. I say that, but I'm half white. But it's um, but like, it's fucking fun showing someone what food can do. You know, I loved a good hamburger helper back in the day. I Let's loved go. that shit. <laughs> and will I smoke a joint? Will I eat it again? I probably will eat it again. Fuck yeah! But K KD could get fucked up in a heartbeat. I mean, I remember <laughs> the first time I tried octopus. Mm. And like immediately, I was like, "This shit's like butter!" Like, fell yeah. in love with it. Where? Um, I think the first time I had it was Greece. It could have been Portugal, mm. but now every time I go, that's 
that's what I get. He gets his stew with the pig ears, and I, I get mm. a platter of <laughs> polvo, and that's what I do. Nice. But, you know, your tastes change and evolve, and I should have had maybe more refined taste for the amount of years that I've been in the industry. <laughs> but that wasn't my, like, I wasn't necessarily in the restaurants for the food. I was in yeah. the restaurants for the hospitality part of it. Yeah, and the hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the alcohol. <laughs> Serving and drinking it. Yeah, fucking a, dude. Yeah. Mm. I wonder. I wonder if it's like. I wonder for some people if that's enough. It must be right because like, like I and I don't. I don't mean that. I don't mean that in like a negative way. But like, food for me for a long time was, or, or restaurants specifically was like. I'm a workhorse. I can yep. fucking I if I need to work 14 hours a day for the next sure. fucking six months. Yeah, sure, I'll do okay. it. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Somebody's sick. Sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there on my day yeah, off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Emergency. Yep. Cool. And like I've had my fair share of emergencies. Fucking fall off. Become, fall off my bike. As you say this, my fucking head. But it's like it just dawned on me. I think with restaurants in the industry and the people that stick with it, it becomes an addiction. You are addicted to the hustle. You are addicted to the fast paced. You are, you know, that's why I think COVID was so hard for so many of us. It was nice in the sense that we could slow down for the first time in our lives. Mm. But it also is like, you know, I'm like, I found myself pacing. Let me, let me, yeah, let me back in. Like, dude, I need to why, walk. Why am I being fucking, why am I being locked out of this thing that I was walking 20K makes... a day sometimes Jesus because I just Christ. had to keep walking and walking because that's all my body has ever known you need is to physical, walk. You need to exert yourself. Even if it's just like, yeah, like you're saying, walking. It just, I need the my physical legs, element. Yeah. yeah. My legs would ache if I didn't walk because mm-hmm. I didn't, my body was like, dude, no, you can't sit this long. Like, we are not used to this. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, you're like you're good for like a week or two of that, and then you're just like, it's yeah, okay, but like fucking what now? Restaurants are addictive. This hospitality, this industry is an addiction in its own. Yeah. Um, whether it be good for somebody or not for mm. others, um, but it is, and mm. I think that's it. You know how you hear people say oh, it just sucks you in, you never get out. Facts. I got sucked in. Facts, man. But I. I, I got sucked in because I wanted to do it, and I that's when I stepped out and I did the, the car industry. And, like, I knew within two years of being in that industry that, like, I was slowly dying on the inside. This was mm. not for me. I don't want to sit in an office. I don't want to wear high heels. I don't mm. want to wear a dress. I want to wear runners and a hoodie yeah. and just make people and happy. And fucking yoga pants or whatever yep. and just fucking cruise. Mm. It's funny because you say that as an addiction, it's like... It can be a very good one. It can also be a very fucking toxic one, You have obviously, to learn how to balance but, it as the years go on. And it's like, I've had this conversation with cooks before where they're like, what, you come in on your day off to like do the garbages or whatever? It's like literally after this, I'm going to go home and drop all the gear off and then I'm going to go to the restaurant now because our building manager is a cunt. And roll the bins out. And roll the bins around because they don't want to do it anymore because there's too much cardboard. Um, <laughs> whatever, dude. But it's like... I'll do that. I'm like, okay, cool. That's I, that's just what I do on Mondays now. Mm-hmm. And but I've had conversations with people that are like, you shouldn't have to do that. And it's like, yeah, but like, does it need to happen? Great. Then let's do it. Let's just go. Let's people not fucking... out of the industry. Like, I think that they're used to working like they're nine to five or whatever, eight to four, whatever the hours are. Yeah. But they are, you know, they're able to shut that down mm. when they leave. There's a new law that. After the time you leave work, it is illegal for your boss to call you and ask you to work. 
on your yeah. off hours. They've passed a law, I believe. They've passed it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's never going to happen in a restaurant. Yeah, I'm like, good for those people. You know, there somebody's going to be texting you, dude. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We have, like, <laughs> we have no butter. What do I do? You know, we need this yeah, on yeah. the day off. Like, yeah. The amount of times I text Ben shit that it's just like on on his day off or whatever, our day off or my day off or whatever the fuck it is. And yeah. it's like, yeah, cool, because we need to have this conversation. We need to have this conversation so that the place that we all know and love, the diner, is can, strong can be strong and yeah. can continue like i was texting the fucking baker today rochelle i was texting her today being like hey man like this and this and this like it wasn't work related but it was just like hey like this and this but like family. but if that's if that's not allowed like that's or legally not i think it's more ethical or whatever people, the fuck but, but it's like but we're used to it we well yeah it's for all the office people and their fucking emails like well we don't want you responding to emails on your day we off work but like as a somebody has to respond to this we're email. like brothers and sisters yeah. and that's what we do and mm -hmm. you, you know you're just calling your family yeah I also told Rochelle that I listened to her podcast and she was like, please don't, please don't listen to it. I talk too much. And I was like, dude, I already yeah, that, finished it. That's literally the point of a podcast. That's why I'm getting chatty Cathy's like, like well, you and her in. <laughs> yeah, I'm filming tomorrow. I'm recording tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, this, where we are now is probably, you know, one of the happiest I've been in, in a restaurant in a long, long time. Yeah. Same. Um, and I really, truly feel like at home. I'm happy to help facilitate that for you. You guys have been wonderful. Yeah. I mean, Ben made me a little nervous at the beginning, but Yeah, but he's a softy. He is. He just tell he him tries tell to him, play hard, but he's not tell hard. Tell him his <laughs> tell him his kids are cute. And it's like, aren't they? <laughs> like No, instead yeah, I just bro. pick at him, I like tease him all day. He's like, just just leave me alone. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's it's it is. It's it's a really, really nice environment mm. and it's I think a healthy environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very healthy environment. There's no late nights. No one is partying after work. Yeah. Nobody is going yeah. out to spend all of their tips at the bar. Uh, we know of one. We some people <laughs> But it's not after the shift. So it's not it's not fucking up the shift for the morning people. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it's like ten thirty and I'm like, Oh shit, it's ten thirty already? I'm gonna go home. It's bedtime. Yeah. Bedtime. I'm so cuddle my cat and my husband. And fall I think asleep. the hours work better for me and me now searching out like to have having a better mental health. Mm. I think this is. Do you think? I mean, I'm sure there's always a place for like clubs and 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 late night spots. Like, mm -hmm. it, undoubtedly, there's you know there's different scenes. But do you think? Do you think people who think of the industry as toxic as it is, if they had a taste of the diner, and I don't think it can be necessarily replicated to the nth degree fucking everywhere nor should it but like if they had a taste of that do you think they'd go back to the club scene if if they if they were able to process it just the way you did where you're like it's healthier for my mind sure maybe maybe they'd make you know a hundred less bucks a week but they'd have time to be and think a normal person and just like, like whether you and have a life and plan a life or like do yoga in the morning or yep. you go out for a walk or whatever it is i think i think depending on if you people that say the industry is toxic i think are people that weren't given that just always were in that party zone mm. and i think that they realize how toxic it was for them and either they have left the industry because um, they couldn't see a different version of it yes yeah 
Um, I, I'm lucky enough that, like, the two restaurants before the diner were not huge, like, party scenes, yeah. which helped a lot. They're what, we weren't going out every night after yeah. work. Um, so it's taken me a few years. To but wind I think down, but, yeah. The toxicity of the industry... I think it can just ruin some people. And I think maybe if given five years prior to hitting that low, they were offered this position, maybe their lives would have been different and maybe mm. they would have stayed in the industry. Yeah. But I think I know that I'm very lucky to have the job that I have. I'm very happy to be part of the team. Yeah. Um, and it's not toxic. It's like the least toxic <laughs> environment you could be in. Everybody is so nice to each other. I might say something that's a little silly sometimes, but... <laughs> But it's not toxic. You, you look at you look. I I know I know. March and you have both looked at me. Sometimes and just like kind of rolled your eyes and be like, ah, okay. you you thought that was funny, but uh, I'm gonna go do my job now. So fuck off. No, we. But, I, there's you yeah. know, there's no yelling. There's no swearing. There's no. There's no unnecessarily. There's you know the the head chef of the kitchen isn't telling you to shut the fuck up or fuck off or whatever it is. You know yeah. there none of that. There's none of that. Yeah. If there's a mistake, you know, okay, you fucked up, go fix it. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like, I don't need to have a conversation with you about how you fucked up. Are you going to go fix it? Great, do that. Okay, go fix care. it, and we'll, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Shopify just popped up without a ding, and they're here for 20 burgers. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you know, like, just fix it. and. Yeah. But I think that's, I think it's like that, though, because of the age the average age of people that are working there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've all been through the toxicity. And we all know we don't want it again. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do whatever it takes to keep it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because like I've had this conversation with, um, with people, not just at the diner or anything, yeah. but it's like, I've talked with friends that are like, yeah, I don't ever want to go back to that. Like it's not because they love food and they're incredibly talented cooks or chefs or, or servers or uh psalms or fucking beer molliers. I yeah. forget the word, but there's a word I know there yeah, is. Yeah, what's the beer sommelier? Fucking I don't know. I, I just call them beer molliers. But... I got the first level and then I, I... <laughs> <laughs> And then I drank a bunch of beers yeah. and I forgot what it's called. But um I've talked to them and it's like people that aren't willing to evaluate their surroundings will always see it as toxic and certainly people people that have never worked in it mm -hmm. will always see it as toxic because those are the things that got glorified with fucking the food network or like uh or gordon ramsay being a fucking crazy guy mm -hmm. or um you know people hear things about mario batali being a piece of human garbage yep. which he is yep but like somewhere in batali's being there is love and I, I, I don't think I'm not, I'm not trying to justify all that like sexual harassment stuff or any of that. I think that's fucking reprehensible. But it started somewhere. It didn't start with that. He was shown that. So if we can show people, it's and, breaking this. It's breaking the the cycle. Exactly, and it's a very uncomfortable time. And I think this is pretty indicative of like of the internet now. The internet is breaking the cycle of, um, you know. I, I follow a bunch of fucking comedians on on uh, social media and they're breaking the cycle of like shitty late night TV spots that don't yeah. do anything or like I listen to Rogan a bunch and he has 
comedians on, they just talk for three hours. It's not like seeing someone on Fallon and Fallon tells a shitty joke and they have to go, ha, 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 it's fucking funny. It's like, no, it isn't, man. Like, you're not funny. And I think the internet is doing that for every industry. Yep. This is why, like, the law of, like, you can't text uh, or talk to your fucking, your, your employees after they clock out about work stuff because it is, it's toxic and it keeps your mind in that. Everybody, and it's everybody deserves the time when they walk away from work for the day. Yeah. Everybody deserves to have those hours to themselves for whether it be their family or themselves or whatever, yoga or an AA meeting or whatever they want to do in those few hours on their own. Yeah. But in restaurants. It it doesn't stop. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, if you said to your chef or you said to your manager, you know, I went in and I said to Jess on Saturday, I said, dude, could I switch Sunday? I, 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 I need it. Like it's been between everything that's gone on the last three months. I need the day. And she was like 100% and I'll give you Wednesday off take the time to relax yeah. your mind. Yeah. And that's a good industry work environment yeah. is realizing that it keeping your staff mentally healthy and happy is better in the long run. If you just mm-hmm. go, go, go and you burn them out, you're going to lose them. Yep. They're going to quit yeah. or they're going to come into work and they're going to be miserable. And then they make every new employee miserable as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a cycle that you can't get out of. Yeah. And I think, I think the beauty of the internet in that regard is exposing it all. Exposing it. But we're going through this really uncomfortable phase where the public is finally learning that shit sucks out there. Yeah. Like, and and I it, that's way too broad of a fucking statement, but it's like shit like there's so much in restaurants that fucking sucks. But if you have a place that is striving for balance. Yep. That place is already better than 99% of fucking restaurants yep. out there. Even just striving for it. There's uncomfortable moments. There's always going to be. It's the human condition. Of course. But if you're able to walk away from it but still appreciate it, mm-hmm. I think is where where that exposure is coming into play with places like places like the diner or there's um there's a place in Australia god damn it where like his staff fuck he was on a chef's table thing damn it anyways my brain but um attica doesn't sound right i don't know Maybe. Anyways, super high end. If the guide was in Australia, they'd have a couple of stars kind of vibe. Um, But like his staff work four days a week, 10 hours a day. Yeah. They have a 40 hour work week. I'm sure some don't. But like those are the ones that are down for the cause. Yeah. More so. But you can still experience what a restaurant is. Or I think they have like three days in the kitchen, one day in the garden. Oh, and it's like beautiful, but it's it's shit like that, and they're only open, I think, like five or six days a week or something like that. Yeah. So it's like everyone has a guaranteed day or two off. That's what. Or this three place, days off yeah. rather, and and they fucking and it is what it is. It's just like it it's uncomfortable. 
it it sucks to think about that shit. And mm-hmm. but I think for us and our generation of restaurant employee or yours and mine, I suppose we're a little bit different, a little separated, uh, just in age, but I don't think in mentality. It's like you end up you end up just want I think when you accept that it's going to be uncomfortable, you want to be uncomfortable in a good way. In like, a good way. You don't want to be uncomfortable in like a oh, fuck I'm hungover kind of way. You want to be uncomfortable and be like, okay, this is a problem. How can we remedy it in the short term and the long term? Like how can we move the needle a little more so that um you know Jake's generation can can push it a little further. Yeah. And then eventually the next generation will push it just a little further. And then how can we move the needle so that the public knows that we give all of the shits, but I don't care that you're being a bitch right now, Susan. Yeah. Like, or uh, fucking, what was the Karen or whatever? Like, push it to the point where Karens know that they're Karens. Yeah. And that we can just be like, we're not doing that because it doesn't make sense for anything ever. We're not accepting you're crazy anymore, just like we're not accepting that someone shows up hung over to the nines and strung out. Yeah. We don't accept those things anymore, and it sucks. It's so uncomfortable, and it's so uncomfortable, especially just, like, being in it. But we've Which is like our, we, we've had this conversation yeah. off mic, and we're not going to name this person because she might actually listen to the episode, but we've had that conversation about a specific person in our lives that, like, it just doesn't it it doesn't transfer to the future and you're living this mentality of like stories you've heard and you want to be those stories but those stories aren't beneficial to, to the human condition yeah at least not in the long term in the short term sure they're great but like fuck man i don't know I I <laughs> I no I get it. Maybe and maybe I, I I rambled a little too no, much there, but, but like, it's like. And I think also with everything that's come out with the accessibility for with people talking about the industry in the last like mm-hmm. how much shit has come out about the industry in the last like say what is it ten years or so? Yeah, yeah, I'd um, say about that. Yeah. About ten years. Yeah. I mean, ten years ago, I would never have gone to my manager and said, "I need a day. Like, yeah. I need this for myself." Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would have just come in and I would have just. Worked like, and then I would have gone home and I would have stewed about it all night long. Yeah. Now I know, and I think people talking. I think there's a lot more conversation yeah. now, and I think that's been a really important part. This mm. industry has needed it forever. Yeah. So it's I think you know hopefully kind of on the right track, but I think so. I think just as. I think as like, hmm, how do I phrase this? I think as people, I think as people accept that they're going to mistakes are going to be made, yeah, and that it's how you it's deal a with it. Bloody process, and every time you flip out, it slows the process down. Are you going to yell about it, or are you going to be like, okay, no, so you've totally fucked up this steak, or yeah. whatever it is. This is how you're going to fix it. Watch me do it. I'm going to show you. Yeah. Rather than having, you know, t- 20 years ago, where the chef would have been Fucking like, go, just 
do it again, fuck do it fucking right. Or like picked up the frying, frying pan and thrown it across the kitchen yeah. and hit the poor dishwasher in the back or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I think now it's like, I'm hoping that this industry is slowing down a little bit in the sense, especially after COVID, mm-hmm. the recognition of taking that toxicity of it out. Yeah. And just realizing that it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not feel mentally okay. It's okay to fuck up a steak. It is not the end of the world. But how do you move forward? Do you move forward by shutting down and disconnecting? Or do you move forward by By accepting it? Okay, let's do this. (laughs) And when you listen to that that episode and you're just like, okay, I was like, oh, don't fucking do that to me. But it's like, I, I think. And <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, I think like like I said in that episode with Matt, it's like it's okay to feel all that. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay to just ignore it. Yeah. And when I say ignore it, it's not just like, well, I don't feel that way. It's like, no, 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 you feel that way. That's great. That's great that you can acknowledge that. But that doesn't mean that your responsibilities go away. Your yeah. responsibility is still to be here physically and mentally. Whether or not mentally is fully there, that's okay. You can work on just that. Just show up and work the fucking shift like you probably should. Bro. You, you just, you know? <laughs> yeah, I felt that. <laughs> just, just come in, do your thing. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yes, yes, we do grind. Yes, that- literally, Literally half the fucking, I would say more than half of the problem is just showing up. If you just show up on time... That's fucking 70% of the stress right there. Yeah. Have a coffee on your way. (laughs) Eat something. Yeah. Know that the shift is only going to be, like, what is our shift as as servers? Like, five and a half for the nighttime? Six hours, yeah. Daytime, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, I'm there for, like, eight to maybe nine hours. Yeah. As a cook, that's like, I used, I remember I remember when that was a half day for me. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm there for like 10 hours. And I'm like, why the fuck am I still here? You know? <laughs> okay, this person didn't show up again. Okay, I guess I'm working the double. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then they would be like, well, we're going to reprimand that person for not showing up for their shift. Can you work their shift in the morning? They're going to get cut for it. You're like... Do you think this person cares if they get cut for it? I don't want to work again. (laughs) (laughs) Not trying to work back to back. They're just like, okay, I can go out tonight and sleep in tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. But. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. We've all had to do it. So. (sighs) Yeah. Such is life. I don't know, man. I think, I think in an, in an industry where, where there is a lot of toxicity, there is an equal, if not more, amount of love, love that yeah. I think isn't expressed. And and that's usually my goal with a lot of these conversations is like, just show that love is prevalent. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it sounds so cliche, but love conquers all. Yep. And even the shitty feelings of like, I just want to crawl into bed and fucking sleep and not talk to the world. Like if you just show up and you just put a little love into like, for me, cooking an egg. Like there were days last week where I was just like, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't want to play restaurant. I don't want to do restaurant today. I just want to crawl into my fucking bed. I want to smoke a fucking joint at noon and and I want to do nothing for the rest of the day. And that's not an option. It's not that in and of itself is okay. So instead you come in and you cook 500 eggs. And I say, okay. 
sunny side yep. up, scrambled, over easy. Yeah, you got it. Poached, yeah. Oh, I'd cook scrambled eggs all day. Easiest egg. Easiest yet most difficult. But anyways. Um, <laughs> we must have been going on for a while now. Yeah, we're sitting at like an hour 20. <laughs> okay. A little okay. over an hour 20. So let's let's wrap it up. All right. Um, shameless plug time. East End Vintage and Retro. Yeah, I check me out on Instagram. That's where I'm starting right now. For all your beautiful glassware needs. Yeah, definitely. Vases, vases, vases. Clocks, lights. Uh, you what, name it. What's something you're super hyped about right now? Um. I know you said '90s. Oh, I. This isn't going to be in the shop, but it's something I just got for myself. Yeah. Well, it was going to be a. Your face present. just fucking lit up. It like was going to be crazy. a present for my niece, but it, it's not because she doesn't have a record player. I found an original oh. "Dirty Dancing" from Ooh. 1987, and it has the lyrics inside the sleeve. <laughs> so that that was Shit. very fun for me. I know somebody who might take that off your hands. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm, I know um, I know a, rec- a couple record collectors. I d- I decided though today, like I've been grinding on the business, grinding at work. So mm-hmm. today I'm, the shop is closed. It's a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm closing the shop today. I took the day to be a guest. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I really, I genuinely, I genuinely love our conversations. We have some good ones. I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. I'm happy to have you in my life. And don't make me cry at the end. Okay. Serving, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> you just keep. I just keep peppering you. Kill them with kindness, right? That's what you do to a cunt of a customer. It's also oh, what you do God. to those you love. So I think it's important to have your energy around me as much as I can. Thank you. Um, and on that note, love you. Talk to you soon. And I'll see you at work. Love you. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody.